The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. Spiritual gifts are plentiful. Your aptitude for energetic alchemy, the amplification of spiritual energy until it evolves as physical revelation, has been validated every day of your existence, starting with the day you were conceived. Wrap your mind around that one. When you speak either in prayerful direction or misguided slip of the tongue, the whole of the triune universe responds. As you contemplate within your imagination new mental images for your grandest dreams and desires, you are creating a master plan for the evolution of divine source to outpicture as the physical world. Without exception, the activity of your physical being establishes a ripple effect throughout the whole of life. You are without question or hesitation the most powerful and masterful individual to have graced this planet. Eckhart Tolle wrote, I cannot tell you any spiritual truth that deep within you don't already know. All I can do is remind you of what you have forgotten. So, for the record, we agree with him. We love to come out of the gate proclaiming awesome spiritual truths about you. And we see often that your heads are nodding in agreement. Occasionally, there may be one or two who might express a little wide-eyed surprise. Maybe because they've never heard such truth spoken about them out loud before. And yet, they yearn for more. The reason the heads nod, and there's a yearning for more of this truth, is because you already know this truth. As this truth resonates with the energy of your being, the energy of your soul. And of course, we also have to contend with the occurrences of the last week, last week, the last seven days, recognizing that somehow in the last 168 hours since you and I last shared the magnificence of the moment, somehow, someway, the truth of you got covered up just a little maybe with a light dusting of everyday stuff, or perhaps the occasional 30 metric tons of stuff, we'll need a backhoe to clear away. We've all been there. Regardless of how these past 168 hours have unfolded, this is your moment. This is a moment that reflects and re as your magnificent divine grace. Your gifts are plentiful. The light of omnipotent spirit individualizing as you shines through and we have the good fortune of recognizing the light that you are. And just serving as a reminder of how spiritually masterful 
you are, as well as providing just a little direction on how to maximize your innate spiritual gifts and talents in perfect alignment with the principles which govern our universe. In today's lesson, Mastering Spiritual Principle 101. So we have a very profound parable for you this morning. And it's about this fellow. He's walking down the street. And all of a sudden, a panhandler out of the blue asks him for money. And the man asks the panhandler, he says, well, are you going to use it to buy booze? And the panhandler says, no. And the man asks, well, will you, use, will you gamble it away? And the panhandler says, no. The man kind of nodded his head knowingly and approvingly and then asked the panhandler, tell you what, why don't you come, home, come to my home and have dinner with me? Now, the panhandler is a little confused by this and he says, you know, I appreciate your generosity, but why do you want me to come home and have dinner with you? And the man replied, so my wife can see what happens to someone who doesn't drink or gamble. And the moral to the parable is everyone has spiritual gifts. How they use, affirm, and demonstrate those gifts may vary wildly depending on how they recognize and express their gifts. In the Science of Mind, Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, there is no such thing as your mind, my mind, and God's mind. There is only mind in which we all live and move and have our being." He goes on to say things are ideas and form. What else could they be? There is nothing from which to make things except ideas. In the beginning, we behold nothing visible. There is only infinite possibility, a limitless imagination, a consciousness, the action of this consciousness being idea. That which we call our subjective state of mind is in reality our identity in the infinite mind. That which we call our subjective state of mind, our subconscious mind, is in reality our identity. The energy of source individualizing as you within the infinite mind. Whenever I hear someone say, I, I just can't seem to get ahead. Life is hard. I don't have enough. The universe is working against me. I'll never find someone to love me. All the good ones are married or gay. Or all the good ones are straight or married. Oh, it's the same song. It's just a different hymnal. I like to say, wow. That's a powerful affirmation that you've created. And are now living. Why? Because. There's no point in time within anyone's existence when his or her spiritual gifts are not plentiful and demonstrable. There's no point in time when this intelligent energy that Holmes spoke of, this boundless creative wisdom, is not individualizing as you. You are powerful 24-7. You can't turn that off. We have two very important points here. For mastering spiritual principle. First, you are always connected to source. In alignment as one with divine spirit. Second, since you are always connected. You are always providing this 
blueprint, this direction and intent for your experience. Divine mind itself does not differentiate. Discernment of thought is our responsibility. It is our responsibility. Discernment of spoken word, mental image, even our actions is our responsibilities. Archimedes said, give me a lever and I will move the world. And what we're saying is give yourself a positive thought, mental image, word or deed, and you will up-level the whole of the universe. Like that play on words we thought was really good. Give me a level, up-level, right? <laughs> Our affirmation card this week is from Stephen Covey, who said, be patient with yourself. Self-growth is tender. It's holy ground. There is no greater investment. Your spiritual gifts are plentiful. They're always active within you and as you. What you do is you go about your day, how you think, how you act, how, the thoughts and mental images you begin to incorporate within your mind. That's a part of your power. That's a part of what you're creating. The question becomes, are you using discernment in what you're creating? And if not, this takes us back to Stephen Covey. Because you know, some of us yeah, that, that past, I don't want to go there right now because it's just, just so icky with me, right? But we don't want to get caught up in the let me beat myself up first. Talk about how bad I've been. The major, we can't say that. We've already been had an open mic moment this morning. I can't do it again. <laughs> the major obstacles that I've created for myself. I can talk about that, I can go over that, and I can think about that, but the reality becomes, is it doing any good in this magnificent moment? And the answer to that is no. The only thing that's going to do good for you in this moment is the thought of good of you. That's the only thing. Don't like the experience? That's fine then begin to say, what higher thought do I need to bring forward to shift this experience? How do I practice spiritual alchemy? That amplification of energy till it becomes form. Well, we do that by focusing on what we want, not, not on what we don't want. We do that by saying, you know what, this experience over here, I'm glad I went through that, I'll never go through it again. Now let me define what I do want. Just because someone has had been through an experience that wasn't fantastic doesn't mean they're not powerful. It doesn't mean that they're not in alignment with source. It simply means somewhere along the way they allowed the dusting of the everyday to cloud the power of their thought. You know, I, I've mentioned this before. It's becoming very true for me even now. I, I'm, a, I'm a CNN junkie have been for quite some time, but lately I found that the most fix I can take is in 30-minute increments, sometimes less. And then I have to go about cleansing my palate by watching Leave it to Beaver or something else because I can't allow my energy 
to resonate in that lower vibration. If I'm going to be committed to the evolution of source, then I have to be committed to the evolution of source and say, everyone is powerful 24-7, even those I may not agree with. So what I have to do is not complain about what's going on over there. What I have to do is go in and do some strong, powerful internal work to evolve what's going on in here. Now, the ego side of me sometimes is saying, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because you know, them, them, and them, they're not nice people. It's not my role to judge who's nice. My role is to see the radiant light within all individuals. And that's our role. And when I can stay focused on that, when I can stay focused on the radiant light within everyone else, then guess what? That makes it easier for me to stay focused on my own light, to stay focused on my own power and energy. And this becomes a practice. It becomes an everyday practice. William James said, most people live, whether physically, intellectually, or morally, in a very restricted circle of their potential being. They make very small use of their possible consciousness and their soul's resources, much like a man who out of his whole bodily organism should get into a habit of using and moving only his little finger. Your gifts are plentiful, but are you using the full gift to create your experience? If we find ourselves focused on reacting to what's going on around us, more so than we're proactively creating that which is evolving through us, then guess what? We're only using the little pinky of our ability. You're powerful beyond measure. And when you let that sink in, at some point, and you keep telling, affirming that to yourself over and over again, at some point, you look at the experience and you say, you know what? This is no longer about me. This is now about an old thought, an old idea that I simply choose to no longer live. And you focus on, what do you want to live now? What do you want to live now? What makes your heart sing, your soul expand? What makes you know and feel like right now at this moment? God is all there is, therefore God is all that I am. We go back to our homes quote and we, we say, wow, I'm infinite mind in physical form. My experience may not always reflect that, but the potential and possibility for me to transform the experience, the potential and possibility of the spiritual gifts that I bring to life, well, that's what reflects what Holmes is talking about. The universe is never static. The universe, what's the word? Yeah, static. The universe is always moving. It's always vibrating into form. So your thoughts have to move and vibrate as well. And the moment someone says, I don't see a way out of this, you know what they're doing? They're, they're creating with the universe. They're creating a blueprint so that walls are being built so they can't get out of it. And what we want to do is we want to say, wow, whatever this is, I will simply move through it with ease. Whatever this is. If I created it, okay, got it. I'll move through it with ease. If there's a 
hidden part of me that wants to blame someone else, that's okay. Right here, right now, in this moment of the magnificent moment, that's okay. I'm going to move through it with ease because I'm not going to focus on what was or who's to blame. I want to focus on the potential and possibility of the now. Robert Collier said, make every thought, every fact that comes into your mind pay you a profit. Make it work and produce for you. Think of things not as they are, but as they might be. Don't merely dream, but create. So now we're back to energetically investing. What are you energetically investing in? Are you looking, doing those things that allow you to invest your time, your energy, your consciousness into something? That's going to pay energetic dividends. Oh. Energetic dividends. What's an energetic dividend? Energetic dividend may just be that time when you, re as you're going through your week and you're looking back on your week and you go, wow, this has really been a good week. There was a couple of dustings here and there, but it didn't affect me. I moved through it. I didn't build the obstacles to it. I didn't build obstacles that allowed me to stay confined by what was going on. That's the spiritual dividend. It's not that you're not going to still have the occasional issue pop up from time to time. You will. Trust me. I know. It happens to me all the time. So I'll tell you this. It's priceless. So we're redoing a bathroom. It has been the remodel from hell. And it started out just to redo the floor. We were just going to lay a bathroom floor. And then it was like, well, let's go ahead and redo the tub. And start out with that. Then it was like, okay, well, let's do the shower. But here's the deal. As we're watching all the things chime, ching, 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 money-wise, right? You're, you're telling yourself, this is good. It's an investment in the house, Right? And Dan's shower, right, because, you know, separate bathrooms is the only way to go in long-term relationship, let me tell you. And Dan's shower, when they pulled the flooring away and started doing it, evidently there had been an old leak. And the hole under his shower was like this. And so it wasn't when or if the shower was going to fall. It was a matter of when. And we had not done that would not have known that if we didn't say, okay, let's just go ahead and trust the process. Let's go ahead and let things are going well. Let's go ahead and trust the process and get these things done. That's what I'm talking about. You look back at these events and you say, wow, that's a good thing that happened. That's a good thing we kept adding on to this remodel because we decided to invest a little bit and things going well. A few years ago, I was teaching a 4T class, 4Ts of Prosperity. And in this class, students have to affirm 200 times a day, 200 times a day, I am prosperous. Now, for the record, that's only an eight-minute eight affirmation, eight, eight minutes of affirmation. And, and I get it. Some folks say, you know, I don't have eight minutes. My life is busy. And for the record, those eight minutes may be spent affirming I am prosperous or affirming 
I am worried about my finances. Spiritual gifts are plentiful and demonstrable 24-7. Discernment is our individual responsibility. But during this class, I was asking the students how they felt about that affirmation. How do you feel when you're doing this affirmation? And one of the students, in a moment of just pure honesty, said, you know, when I do this affirmation, I start to cry. This is not what a teacher wants to hear. But that's what they said, and they were being very honest. And so I said, okay, you know, tell me, why do you think you cry when you do this affirmation? And she said, well, I cry because I never affirmed it before. I never thought about being prosperous before. And it just, do, saying the affirmation did not feel. She said it did not feel right. And I asked her what felt right, what was, what was comfortable when she would do her, do her work. And she said, the feeling that I am not prosperous because I never have been. My hero, Shiro, Oprah Winfrey, all hell Oprah. She said, if you live in the past and allow the past to define who you are, then you'll never grow. This young lady was living out of her past experience. She was living out of a past feeling memory of lack and limitation and not the excitement of the present moment of her spiritual gifts. She was allowing herself to mentally and emotionally linger in the past because the energy of the old idea of lack and limitation was comfortable. It was something she knew. So without knowing it, she had instituted the Stockholm Syndrome for herself. You know what the Stockholm Syndrome is? Most of you do. I know that's where individuals are held hostage and they begin to trust and even like their captors because the captors provide the hostages with a false sense of security. To transform a journey through the practice and demonstration of your spiritual gifts requires a transformation of consciousness first. A transformation of what we are willing to contemplate, affirm, and accept as our journey. This type of spiritual alchemy requires us to get out of our comfort zone, shake things up a little, exert a little effort, and a willingness to release the past so we may embrace the new. This lady knew she would have to release a part of herself, just a memory really, that was comfortable with an old way of being, and step into the unknown by affirming and visualizing something more for her journey to create a new master plan for her being. In short, she would have to let go of an experience that was not the experience she wanted. It was simply the only experience she knew. And this spiritual exercise of the affirmation 200 times a day may be applied to any area of a journey. I am prosperous may be changed to affirmations such as I am healthy, 
I am love and loved and loving. I am successful. I am omnipotent. I am a powerful master creator for my journey. I am the infinite potential of this moment. With effortless ease, I express and demonstrate my plentiful gifts to live in a journey of never ceasing and ever expanding divine good. Let those sink in. This willingness to let go of what no longer works to embrace and create a new and dynamic feeling idea, image, thought, word, and deed is the third point to mastering spiritual principle. Refuse to be held hostage to past experience. Old ideas are false feelings. Take a risk and get out of your comfort zone. Dale Carnegie said, the person who gets the farthest is generally the one who is willing to do and to dare. The sure thing boat never gets far from the shore. Within you. And this magnificent moment is the unlimited capacity to release unexplored dimensions of your divinity. And you only have to be willing, just willing, to do and to dare. You know, when Hen Helen Keller suffered an illness, she became deaf and blind as a child. And in order for her to survive, she adopted animal instincts. And this is how her teacher, Annie Sullivan, found Helen when she arrived. What went on next was a clear example of tough love, bold leadership, and a refusal to accept the experience, the willingness to try something new, to strike out differently than what the norm had, the societal norm had taught about someone who was deaf and blind at the time. Sullivan literally had to fight Helen to attempt to reach her brain through the sensation of touch. And that was the only real physical sense Helen still recognized. And week after week, Anne would press her hands into Helen's and make the symbol with the position of her fingers for water against Helen's palm. Over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. And when Helen finally understood that relationship between the word and the patterns used on her palm, Helen Keller said, I was caught up in the first joy I had known since my illness. And of course, we all know Helen Keller went on to become a brilliant communicator and a symbol of power to rise above a difficult past circumstance. Here's what Helen Keller wrote. She said, we can do anything we want to do if we stick with it long enough. We can do anything we want to do if we stick to it long enough. What did Miss Keller and those around her have to release? Just the old idea, an old way of thinking that her outer condition somehow limited her spiritual gifts and abilities. And once Helen Keller was able to understand the basics of communication, what did she do? She took action to release the old self, the old self, and step into the fullness of divine mind, individualizing as Helen. Les Brown said, just because fate doesn't deal you the right cards, it doesn't mean you should give up. It just means you have to play the cards you get to their maximum potential. Okay? So next time you're in the casino, 
You take that quote with you. Look, whatever perception you're holding of your journey right now that you want to shift, that you'd like to change, you would like to evolve, whatever it is, we're not going to say it's good or bad. We're simply going to ask, have you by chance gotten comfortable with it? Is it not moving? Is it not evolving? Because somewhere along the way, it just feels comfortable. And the idea of doing so much spiritual work, eight minutes a day, to shift it, to shift it, feels heavy. You know why it feels heavy? Because you're, you're, doing, you're practicing spiritual alchemy. You're transcending spiritual energy into physical form. When we're in the idea phase, when we're in that thought, that mental image, of course that feels light. Of course that feels doable. Of course it feels, yeah, this is going to be fun. But then when we start the process and we're having to allow our actions to support, what are we doing? We're working in the physical realm, and the physical realm is heavy. It's heavy. This is mass. So it's going to take a little bit of time to walk through it. You're going to feel like you're walking through molasses. But we promise you, if you keep on walking, you keep on walking, you're going to be walking on top of the molasses. It's no longer going to feel impossible. So this is the other principle we want to bring up as you're pursuing this transformation. And that is there's definitely some stick to that you need to practice. Is that the word? stick to Yes. But you can do this. You know, look. For the few of us that are under 30 years old. It might seem daunting. For the rest of it, for the rest of us, you got some powerful mojo going. You're a powerful being. Your spiritual gifts are plentiful. You have lived through so many 30 metric tons of stuff that there's no way you can look at your existence in retrospect and say, wow, look how powerful, and not say, wow, look how powerful that I am. So if you can do that, when you begin to do that, then you can begin to say, let me create something that I want. Let me release whatever feels comfortable. Let me move into something that allows my soul, my energy to risk, to dare, to create something new. Esther Hicks said, you can get to where you want to be from wherever you are, but you must stop spending so much time noticing and talking about what you do not like about where you are. Absolutely. So this means, of course, first thing is avoid all family reunions. Second, <laughs> didn't see that coming, did you? Second, invest in yourself. You know, every night before you go to bed, if you're thinking, this is going to sound a little difficult, maybe I forget, every night before you go to bed, write out one or two items. What do you want to focus on the following day? When you get up in the morning, what's that first affirmation you want to begin embracing and say, I want to speak 200 times a day. 
I am vibrant. I am healthy. I am loving. I am prosperous. I am a powerful master creator. Whatever it is, invest the whole of two minutes it's going to take you to write out what you want to focus on the next day. And then focus on it the following day. And you do that every day until you begin feeling it. You begin feeling the affirmation coming into play. You begin looking at all these things that may happen, the big holes in the floor, and you go, oh wow, it's a good thing I'm such a masterful creator, otherwise I wouldn't have noticed that. Source never leaves you. Source never leaves you. You're always connected. Your gifts are always plentiful. It is your discernment which allows you to live that truth. I want to close with something from Raymond Charles Barker who said, you are in God. God is in you. There is no separation. There never was and there never will be. There never was and there never will be. And if you can walk out of here today and say, I am always in total and complete alignment in the oneness of source, then guess what? You are well on your way to mastering spiritual principle and living, demonstrating your spiritual gifts. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.